All right, I'm going to run up and pee because I am fucking still deflating. And uh, then we'll start an episode. Sounds good. I'm going to be a little interrupted, but I'll be smart about it. Copy that. Copy, copy. Do I do another turd? Oh, God. Hey there, this is Beard and Board. Uh, I'm your host, Tim. I'm joined by Zach. Hey! And Samaya. Hello! That was a good timing. That was amazing timing. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was just about to make a joke and say that uh, it's kind of impressive that all the brown people I know are magicians, just because they <laughs> seem to vanish whenever it's time to show the fuck up. But here we are, ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> I can make that joke. I'm partially brown. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm partially brown. I don't have to make those jokes. My chosen family's oh, Lebanese. Oh my god. Yeah, I like that. Uh, so Zach and I were just uh, well, we were just kind of warming up and everything. Smaya, how you been? How's uh, Mo doing? A little foreplay, if you will. <laughs> Mo has a man cold. <laughs> so that's why I went over. Sorry, I was putting eye cream in my eye. Ow. Yeah, he invited eye me cream? over, and I, he's like, "I'm really sick." And I was like, "Do you need me to do something?" He's like, "I'll let you know." Then he's like, "Oh, Samaya's here. You can come over." And I was like, "No, man, you're sick." <laughs> <laughs> he literally texted me, and he's like, "Hey," and I was like, a minute away from getting home. I was like, "Hello." And he was like, I just feel really nauseous and dizzy. Can you come over? <laughs> I'm like, okay. I offered to. Uh, I show up. He's completely fine. And he's like, he's like, I took some gravel. I feel a little better. I'm like, okay. So I just sat there for an hour. And I was like, can I leave? Or like, do you need me all day? You know, I kind of want somebody in my life that like, I could just be like, my tummy hurts. Come see me. <laughs> I don't got that right now. Listen, if he didn't have children, I'd be like, fuck it up, man. <laughs> so if I, you wouldn't make a three hour drive to come see me, fucking like pat my head. Oh, you're on your own. Yeah, sorry, man. God damn it. The cutoff is one hour. Not even a little. Sons of bitches. I'd show I up for you. I go see Attic unless it was really serious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, but Attic's always got something serious going on. He's a potato chip. That's true. He always has something. Um, well, I, I guess it hasn't happened yet, but Zach, are you still looking for a roommate? I, yeah, in theory, I started. I just have to do the ad, post it, sort through the applications, invite somebody over to interview them with me, and show them the house. That's all. I'm pretty much there. <laughs> that seems a lot like your house is is nice but like that would be tight quarters to have somebody else's complete set of stuff in there like would you allow them to have their own dishes or do they got to use your stuff 
Uh, I think I'd leave it up to them, but when they said it, I'd be like, you could use this stuff, or you could bring your own stuff in if you want. But That's like, a lot, though. That's a lot. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'll tell them to throw everything out. Just, like, <laughs> throw it out, get, put it towards right. It's condition of importance. Pass, abandon your life before you move in. <laughs> He's not moving in. We can't. That's too much. Oh. <laughs> I'm just going to beep it. Right. Take number two. <laughs> no, I totally what you mean. I don't want your friends with me. I, you don't want your boyfriend with me. I get it. I respect it 100%. Honey pee. Um, so, Zach, what are you looking for in a roommate? What are you hoping to get? Well, friendship at first, but if it turns into something, no, I, uh, somebody cool, um, tell me if I'm being noisy. No, you. no, you're being fine so far. So somebody cool, like, are you, you said student though, right? So somebody cool, either a, like, mature student or a uh, young professional, not like a, like a first year or second year, like if somebody was doing like a post-grad and whatever. Um, yeah, somebody young that would like want to play video games would be dope. Um, but then maybe had their own friends too would be dope. What if you, oh, yeah, what if you get someone who like just becomes a little too obsessed with you in like your life and like just wants to be around all the time? You know what I mean? Like, can't identify that boundary. What would you do? Well, I was that person, and now I'm part of your family, so it kind of oh. worked out. <laughs> Sometimes it just works out. We just adopt. No, I think I think I would just have like strong boundaries after to make sure they're cool, and then start being like, "Hey, like, you know, my friends are coming over for a barbecue. If you want to hang around or grab a beer with us or whatever." Yeah. Okay. I think the issue with roommates, and obviously, get a roommate, do whatever you want. But I think my issue with roommates is that like. I wouldn't be able to just, like, be like, hey, my friends are coming over. I feel like you'd have to ask, like, hey, is it cool if I have people over? Because at the end of the day, it's your shared space. Yeah. And I don't want to yeah. have to ask permission to do something in my house. You know what I mean? That's exactly what I am searching for in my life is just to have that level of control back. Yeah. And it would be weird, like, people. a couple weeks go by, and then all of a sudden he's, like, dirty in the kitchen. And you thing. say something, and then... Yeah, or he like starts complaining about the dog hair. Uh, like, can you can you take care of it at least twice a day? Because it's getting to be a bit much. See, but Samaya, for circumstances, your parents like you just got your own space back, and Tim, same. Like you're searching for your own space. I just lived alone for like two years in Alberta. I was very alone, so the idea of having somebody in my space is not a terrible thing. Okay, but also I think it's no. also just because you lived in Alberta. Keyword. Alberta, and so you were just alone in Leave general it. out there. <laughs> like, your back no, here I... is like, hi, people, like, hello. I had great family out there. They were great, but I, okay. I missed the social part, yeah. 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 Sums, what are we looking for in a new person coming in? Oh, man, that's hard. Do we think a male or female would be better for Zach? I think male, because females can get a little annoying to live with your words not mine yeah. well i mean it's just it's because 
They're going to be very the precise on things. You're not going to be able to leave your stuff, like, lying around. You know what I mean? At least if I was living with you, I'd be like, yo, pick up your shit. Or we're going to have an argument. You know what I mean? I love you some. Sometimes you bust out some pretty wild, like, uh, gender identifying stuff. I listened back to the relationship <laughs> episode a few times. <laughs> there was some, like, fucking back and forth at, like, a dime changing direction. I have lived with real nasty women that like will not clean up after themselves or fucking maintain shit. So I'm a little insulted. Maybe I'm comparing it to myself where I'm extremely OCD and my house looks like nobody lives in it 90% of the time because everything is just very put away. So I guess except for the baseboards. Am I right? Listen, I clean. Do you want to see them, Tim? I fucking clean those bitches. I have a vacuum. When cabinet. last October? I remember this. I listened to that podcast a couple, well, like a couple months ago, and you were criticizing my baseboards, and I got so defensive. I was like, I fucking clean them. <laughs> I think it was because you were making somebody else clean them, and then you were getting upset with the idea that they weren't doing it your way. It's because they're very specific. You gotta wipe them really well, or they're just gonna get dirty again. <laughs> swipe left to right left to right not back and forth it's not wrong <laughs> all right uh I, I was thinking like what what are red flags that you and i mm. could look for in zach's roommate for him like i think we should inspect the vehicle when they come over if they keep like a dirty car that's a sign that they're a dirty person I know that Zach doesn't really keep his car that well, so maybe it's like a good complimentary thing. Stained on the roof. What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? <laughs> a Coke stain on the roof doesn't affect the six bags of McDonald's laying around. No, no, no. The McDonald's has garbage cans, so I'm good now. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. That's improved, but. I- yeah, I think we should judge the person based on how how they show up dressed. Uh, like, are we looking for formal? Like, they're taking this shit seriously? First person to wear a tie. I am also... No questions asked. No, first person to wear a tie is a serial killer, and they're out of your house. A bow tie. <laughs> a bow tie. Yes, I want to live in a basement. This will be fine for me. <laughs> How many deep freezers can I put in the bar basement? Oh, three? Mm-hmm. 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 No reason. You're going to hear some sawing. I love the saw. They come in with no furniture except for three deep freezers. And they're like, it's all I need for. <laughs> I that think, would be scary. I think we need to look for someone and how they interact with Cage right off the jump. Like, as soon as they walk through that door, if they're not, if their voice doesn't go up an octave and say, oh, my God, what a cute little boy, they're out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cut. Guys, maybe I don't want a roommate anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What if the guy shows up with a bow tie and he's just, like the gives off like a, a weird vibe like a and he vibe? says, I will give you two thousand dollars a month. You have to keep this deep freezer in the basement plugged in. I'm going to come back for it eventually. Do not open it. Can you make that deal? $2,000 a month. You can't go into the deep freezer. It's it's bolted shut. (laughs) It's got to remain plugged in at all times. I hope he forgets about it and still just pays me forever. (laughs) 
<laughs> so that's a yes. <laughs> no, listen. I I talked to Mo. <laughs> Mo would also be on board. He'd be like, yeah, <laughs> talk to Abdul. You're it. just gonna get. <laughs> You're going into an echo chamber at that point. What if you heard knocking from it occasionally? That and like... would be fucking terrifying. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> no, just like th- two nights out of the week, alternating nights, like you never know what, when it's going to be. But then you hear like knocking or scratching. Well, it would die after a bit though, right? Like Whatever's in there? You assume it's already alive? Oh, what? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, so it would be supernatural knocking. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get a ghost freezer. Oh, hell. And then eventually you realize the bow tie guy, the only time he showed up was at night. <laughs> and nobody else sees him. And it's only at 3 a.m. Uh, I'd ask for more money. That's a lot. <laughs> That's gonna be like, listen, if you want me to keep a demon in this basement, I'm gonna need at least four grand a month. Yeah, this is a ridiculous. Deal is a deal, Zachary. <laughs> you signed the contract. You know what? My Jack? friend Tim's gonna beat you up. You know what? It's fine. Do it. I'll bring over some white sage. We'll just sage your house occasionally. Make sure the upstairs is nice, and nobody just goes downstairs. We'll just keep that door closed. Well, my laundry is down. I, like, I'm going to go. I have to go down there. So when you go, bring a Bible. Maybe, like, a Quran, the Torah. I'll bring them all. Like. <laughs> Whatever you get. Some salt. I don't know. Yeah. You'll just, be good to go. Smile, we talked about business ventures before, and I just had a really good idea. You know how I had mentioned you should sell all the, uh, the T-shirts? You yeah. should put together, like, a basic white girl like party pack where you can have your white sage and your salts and like an oversized wine mug because they're crazy <laughs> when you guys are haunted by a ghost or feel like there's a ghost in your house don't come for me to be like my help us so fuck you <laughs> no i'm for it i think it's a great idea <laughs> I, oh in this though zach i yeah yeah no that's fair Tim, you're not included in this. It's Zach and me. We're having a business contract right now. Yeah. How much is the going rate to protect me from a demon? <laughs> as much as I was teasing you, I think in all reality, if I were to choose any person based on stereotypes to come and get a ghost out of my house, it would be a white girl. Because they're the ones that fucking rescue, like, pit bulls from dog fighting rings and like within months have that little like fucking cutie in like a sweater vest yeah. and like healing with all the scars and oh, shit that's the girl I want to deal with a demon not some priest that may or may not have diddled a child <laughs> exactly listen <laughs> you go get him Samantha listen we're gonna come in there with wine not that I'm a white girl but we're gonna come in there with wine we're gonna come in there with sage with salt there's going to be fucking a supernatural playing on in the background of the TV. It's going to be great. <laughs> I learned this from Dean. <laughs> I'm really excited for this demon now. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be so rich. Meanwhile. I came up with that so fast. I got to write my book, right? I'm so good at this. Zach came over on Halloween and we were trying to watch a scary movie and I just refused to watch anything that involved the demon. Like we went through like five. I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> the Final Destination was good. It was, there's a little supernatural. I'll take Final Destination. That doesn't bother me. 
That's amazing. Um, I guess, okay, I have another question, I guess, kind of pivoting onto business as well. If you found out somebody you knew about, male or female, even, well, we'll start close, like somebody that you actually know had an OnlyFans, would you go and check it out? Do I know him through work? Yes, and you've had face-to-face conversations. You will have face-to-face conversations with them again. I would. Yeah, I might. I think I would. Well, hold on. How much are we talking? Like, am I spending, like, $10 to look at this person's OnlyFans? Or is this, like, a $2 subscription? I've spent a lot more on less, to be honest with you. But $15? Yeah, it's definitely less than $20. Here's the thing. We're not allowed to have OnlyFans at my job because of the nature of what we do. And so I feel like I would go and be like, oh, I'm going to do this because we're not allowed. So I'm going to rot you out. But also out of curiosity. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Just to like see what's going on. Yeah. I'm going to tell on you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell on you after this. Yeah, I'm going to tell everybody video. how naughty you are. <laughs> <laughs> You're so dirty. I'm going to let everyone know. I'm hanging up on this call. I don't want to go back. I can't. We found our one female listener. <laughs> not anymore. I'll cut that too, now after that. <laughs> no, she's not. She's right there, ain't she? You give us a five star yet? Stop. Uh... Uh, yeah, I think if I if I know anybody, yeah, it, it was definitely ick. Um, yeah, I'm definitely checking that shit out. I think I could go as high as forty for somebody that I know well, and then outside of that, forty dollars. Yeah, because you're just doing it for a month. I'm trying to think of somebody like close to the circle that's not in it. That if you found out. How would you not? 40 bucks? 40 bucks. Is there like a seven day put your credit card in, but just set a Google reminder to cancel option? I think so. Yeah. I would do that. <laughs> for any one of anybody. Okay. Like for a stranger, I'm not like somebody that I kind of casually know or like a business like associate or something like that. I think it maxes out at 20. But if I found out that I'll bleep this name, like like people we went to high school with, I'm dropping 40 bucks to see that shit. Uh, Okay. You just call me. I'll come over and I'll give you 20 bucks. (laughs) Deal. That's not, that's not gay at all to watch. (laughs) porno together for people <laughs> it's not about the excitement it's about like the strip club mentality you're going there to just like see it yeah normal, you'll be fine we'll be holding hands so it's not weird <laughs> no we can screenshot and go to different bathrooms don't <laughs> <laughs> uh... spend in that mansion too long oh, God. <laughs> he's got yeah. multiple bathroom mm. fantasies <laughs> Okay, here's a question no. for you. Mm-hmm. Is there, let's say all celebrities had OnlyFans. What is the one celebrity you would purchase an OnlyFans subscription for? And how much are you willing to pay? Christina Aguilera and anything she asks. 
Zach's like, I have a demon in my basement. Do you want that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll give you $4,000 a month. I'll give you all my demon money. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Emma Stone, but does she have it, like, going back years and years to, like, super bad era? No, this is, like, starting today in their current state. Oh. Come back to me then, maybe. She's still, it's still yeah. Emma Stone. <laughs> well, she is a little old. She's like over 30 now, isn't she? I think she's like 32 or 33. That no. is not old. <laughs> <laughs> I was just waiting for a reaction there. Sometimes I just put the bait out, man. <laughs> oh. I'm really thinking about this. So not Christina Aguilera. Well, starting today, I kind of love her. You know? If Christina Aguilera came up to you and was like, hey. Of course. Yeah, okay. That's what I yeah, thought. Of course. I'm criticizing her, but at the same time. Like, no, oh. absolutely not. I'm just like, okay, if it's starting today, there, there's got to be somebody. Maybe not. Maybe Christina. I'm trying to think if I have, like, any celebrity crushes right now. You don't have like, just one reoccurring crush that's forever? No. Emma Stone has been for a long time, but then, like, Jennifer Lawrence. Mm, yeah, she's cute. She's got the sense of humor. Yeah. She can sing. Great actress. I like her. Zach, who's yours? <sighs> who's yours, Soms? Henry Cavill. <laughs> oh, I knew that. Super. I, mean, I knew that. I love him. I would leave my family for him. It's, we know. Um, I, I'll, I'll stay with Christine. Oh, I keep going to like these women in their forties, but like Charlize Theron would be. I I want. Holy hers. shit! Who's that? That's a great Charlize choice. Charlize what? Charlize Theron. Charlize. Theron. I don't know how to. Oh, Theron. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She's really pretty. If you want she to watch never, a really though. fun uh, <laughs> rom com, she's in uh, with Seth Rogen, uh, where she like becomes the president. What movie? <laughs> I forget the name of it, but uh, yeah, she he's on the campaign trail with her, and it's like a romantic comedy where she falls in love with him. That was the most unrealistic part of the movie, but mm -hmm. it was awesome. <laughs> um, do you guys think that you're in the prime of your life, past your prime, or haven't even hit it yet? I'm almost in it. I think I'm going yeah. through it. No, I think I'm nearing the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> you just got your house back. You have an awesome job. You have a I'm great right. uh, friend. <laughs> I have a great Did you say boyfriend friend. yet, or is that... <laughs> I have a great friend. <laughs> Do we say boyfriend yet? I know how like, like private you keep your we shit. Like... <laughs> We've been dating yes, for, for okay. a while. Kim said the B word. <laughs> you're not a boyfriend. Um, I don't like labels. Yeah, you're boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> For me, not him. I am yeah, his girlfriend. Me, I, I, I. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, I think I think that you're probably either at your prime or not even hit it yet. You're doing really well. Thanks, guys. Tell me more about how wonderful my life is. Your hair is still so straight. I know. I haven't washed it yet. Look how greasy it is. I don't know if you can That's tell. That's crazy, though. 
Uh, yeah, no, we can tell. It's uh, <laughs> it's, <good. laughs> it's greasy. I need well, to wash it. You have it. True. Our... I think I'm. I haven't hit my prime. No. Yet. No. I'm doing well, but you are doing uh, well. I still feel like kind of the the start. I think Tim, the minute you like get your own place and then just like continue doing your art and stuff, I feel like that's going to be your prime. Because I feel like you can also sell a lot of your art pieces because they're really good. Thank you. And I think I went to a museum last weekend or an art museum and a lot of the stuff were nice, but all I could think about the whole time and I was like, Tim can do so much better than this. And Tim, really? Yeah. And these pieces were like $25,000 pieces, like 10 to 25,000 easily. One of them was a hundred thousand. And I was just like, what is this? And I was like, I've seen <laughs> Tim's drawings and they're so good. I'm like, he could sell these for so much. So you're shit. I'm humbled by that. Thank you. Yeah. Also, Samaya, what are you doing just hanging out at an art gallery? We we went to uh, the winery and they had an art gallery. They had like an art gallery in the winery, so we walked in it. Oh. oh, we went to the winery. We to the winery. <laughs> okay, so I didn't know we were going. The charcuterie boards were late, so we needed to do something. Am I right? Honestly, no. they compensated for them. <laughs> Listen, I was the most underdressed person because I didn't bring nice clothes to Niagara because I was like, okay, hey, all we're doing is just going to like probably go on a hike and then go to this wedding. So I brought clothes for the wedding and I bought workout clothes for the hike. And then he's like, we're going to a winery. And I was like, okay, cool. Let me just wear my fucking sweater that says we'll burn sage and witches or something on it. <laughs> and I wore that to the winery. And like all these girls are really cute with their plaid and their hats and they're like scarves. I'm literally walking around in sneakers tight, and a hoodie that says like burn. <laughs> Like, I fucking hate this. That's awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. I like that he forgot to tell you to wear something to a winery. <laughs> I'm not, I mean, I wouldn't, I'm not surprised. I feel like you guys wouldn't do that with your girlfriends, would you? Uh, for sure I would. You what? Take a girl to a winery? Like, hey, Fuck yeah. No, no I'd be like, yo, like, we're going to this thing, because girls are very specific about their outfits. Yeah, they are. Um, uh, you know what? You also have to let them know if there's going to be water. Yes. Really? Yes. Yep. I'm learning. Thank you for telling me this. I didn't know this. Okay. You know what? This actually leads into me criticizing you guys and your attachment styles because I have some questions for you. Fun. Yes. Yeah. So. I can't wait for mine. You're going to fucking lose your shit, Zach. So let's start off with saying I am not attacking anybody. Okay. Like just said you were. But for the next forty-five <laughs> minutes, I'm a slay. <laughs> forty-five minutes, and I'm also not a licensed therapist. This is all speculation. Mm -hmm. So, do you guys want to start by introducing what your attachment styles are? Um, Zach, you go first while I look mine up. Uh, I had the secure attachment style, and L listen, liar. <laughs> I did it three times over the period. When was the first time we did it? That was yeah, a year ago. This was like a year and a half ago. I was still in Alberta. So I've done this test three times over a year and a half, and I've always gotten the same answer. Mm -hmm. So secure attachment basically means you're comfortable in relationship. I don't even know. It's just, so I'm good. Let me explain it for you. So secure attachment basically means that you have the communication, communicative tools and abilities, and you're not an insecure person in a relationship. And 
you're you know if you're there you're present you're in the moment kind of thing and you don't feel like you don't have any threat of feeling like your partner is going to pull away or go away and you don't need that constant reassurance that other attachment styles do need now that being said you're lying because you know how to answer questions because you and i talked about therapy one time and you're like it wouldn't be good for me because i would just know the answers to what they're asking me. <laughs> that's not what i said what i said was what I said was, if they started using, like, specific techniques, I know that I would be, like, you're trying to do CBT therapy on me right now, and, like, I would be more aware of it, So, but I wouldn't know how to answer it. But what I'm saying is, I really did it, like, based on my choices that I would make. I even picked some of the, like, I don't want to say the wrong ones, but the ones that would make me, like, get a different maybe fall in a different category, but I'm secure. That's crazy. You, that does seem true to me that you would be very secure. You always have been. I'm surprised coming out of a divorce that you have been able to maintain that because me as a person would have fucking flipped the script and become cynical and awful. So the idea that you can still have that after what you've been through is a testament to the how confident and secure you are as a person or narcissistic. I don't know. Like maybe there's a line, maybe you're a sociopath. Who knows? I could, well, we are, all, we're all sociopaths. We did that last podcast. There's a couple of sociopathic questions that we can assess. Ooh. I'll bring those for the next podcast. Anyway, anyway, who's up? So what does a comp like for our listener? What does a confident uh, attachment style mean? Or it was secure. Sorry. So, like, I think it just means that you're able to navigate your relationship without um, the fear and like anxiousness that would come in a normal relationship. Like, for example, I'm anxious attached, even though I was so confident I was going to get secure this time around. Did not work out. I got the same thing I got a year ago. And I was like, awesome. So system works. Yeah, so anxious I'm attached you. just means like. I'm somebody who needs like reassurance that everything's like good, like we're still good. You're not mad at me for any reason. Or like I'm hyper aware if someone, if I say something and they respond slightly different than how they normally respond, suddenly I'm like, oh, they hate me. They want to like leave me. This is in like friendships too. You know what I mean? Okay. So being secure just means you don't have those anxieties. You're like, okay, cool. It's chill, whatever. Like, yeah, we're not going anywhere, Sums. I know you. I don't tell you that enough. <laughs> Thank you. I think I'm like you, Samaya. Like, if you get a text message, you read it six different ways before you decide, like, oh, that's what this person meant. Basically. Where Zach would just read it and be like, oh, okay, they're going to be there at eight. 100%. But you know what? <laughs> Fuck you. You can't just have that. You can't just have that. That sucks. Although, one time, I will say, one time, Zach and I were, I was talking to Zach and I was supposed to meet him, and I was like super tired, and I was like, hey, I'm so sorry I can't come. And as somebody with anxious attachment, also a people pleaser, I will over apologize or over explain why I can't do something. And Zach's response was like, it's cool, it's chill. Like, nobody's like, this is just casual, like, whatever. He said something very calming to someone with anxious attachment. I appreciate that. I got you. You're chill. (laughs) Zach, do you even remember that conversation or is that like in and out in a second? I I I vaguely remember because yeah she was apologizing a lot and I was just like we're cool like this like we live beside each other. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> but in my mind, 
did. I was like, great. Like, he probably hates me. This is like I'm bailing on him. Do you know what I mean? So that's the difference between someone who's secure, supposedly, air quotes here, and someone who has You know what? I would be offended by all of these attacks, but I understand that not everybody has the security in themselves. <laughs> You're so, so I forgive you. No, I don't want your forgiveness. <laughs> Have anybody ever abused your your secure feelings like taking advantage of that in some way like is there a downfall to having a secure attachment style i think i was gaslit about this once because i was in a relationship and she told me that um jealousy was the best way to show somebody that you love them and i <laughs> <laughs> and i don't tend to be a jealous person so she made me think that i would like i didn't care enough because i wasn't jealous it was a really like confusing time. <laughs> so I've honestly see that in some relationships where they come from a house where the parents screamed and yelled at each other constantly uh, yep. so that they get bored with me or in a relationship because they feel like you're not passionate about them if you're not willing to fucking fly off the handle like a goddamn lunatic. So I'm like, no, yeah. I'm a fucking adult. So your anxious attachment, or not anxious attachment, sorry, your attachment style stems from your childhood, right? And it's how you were raised in, like, it could be like an, a parent that's absent, for example, or like, if your parents were arguing or, or, dead. or, or dead, yep, that too. <laughs> you know, just someone who's not there. And I think for mine, like I was reading it, it was a lot of it's like the child was neglected. And I was like, looking back, I'm like, I wasn't neglected as a child. Like, I was like, where does this stem from? But then as you keep reading it, you realize that's kind of like a blanket term. Whereas like mine stems from more of like not being able to vocalize my emotions as a child. Cause we were taught like emotions are invalid kind of thing. Like, why are you crying? Stop crying. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that translates into adulthood where I have a hard time showing my emotions to people. And then when I do, it comes off as over-explaining, over-pleasing, over-like, and now analyzing it. Okay. Like but, you feel like you're inconveniencing somebody by telling them or something? Yeah, basically. And it's right. something that, like, I've worked on as for my attachment. I think I'm better than I was a year ago, which is why I was very confident I was going to get secure, but we did not, so that's fun. But <laughs> You'll get there. You'll get there. Um... So before we get to mine, hey, Zach, um, do you remember back in college when I was got uh, broken up with a girl because I showed up to your kegger and she quoted uh, Katy Perry lyrics at me I do that I was hot and cold? Yes and no. Do you remember that entire conversation that we cut out of the front end of this uh, this podcast? I, yes. Samaya, what kind of attachment style do I have? You have a fearful avoidant attachment. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Right in the description, it's like you come on really hot and then super cold because you think this person like hates you, and then you come on hot again and then you back right yep. off. Oh, oh, I am an asshole. I I know it. I've known my whole life that I do this. I can't stop it though. So can't stop, won't stop. A lot of the c categories of fearful avoidant are like you fear closeness. It's because, so like you said, you'll come on really strong and then they'll start to reciprocate feelings for you and then you're going to be like, oh, just kidding, Naz, we're cool. Like, and it's like back away cause, because you're afraid of her. 
Yep. And would you say that? A hundred percent. Yeah. yeah uh, uh, even to the point where I will chase after unavailable women or women that uh, there's no chance that they would ever go out with me yeah. because of whatever circumstance, uh, maybe, well, I've chased after lesbians. I've chased after married women. <laughs> like there's just no possibility of it ever turning into something. So there's always no chance of ever being rejected because it's in that, which has also caused problems because I will develop a friendship with a girl that I like because I don't believe that she could ever like me and then wait two years and then be like, by the way, I have feelings for you. <laughs> and then like, yeah, okay, that's great. <laughs> so I, I know that that's wrong, but I don't know how to break that cycle. Well, you do have the rarest form of the attachment styles. Hey, that's a bonus. So, I mean, I don't know how great that is, but that comes with this is also traits of like, you have like a negative view of yourself. You like, you have a difficulty regulating your emotions. What made me laugh and it's him. It's not because I don't think it's true, but because I know Zach's going to laugh at it. <laughs> That's Which one? So people with fearful avoidance also often have a high number of sexual partners. Why would I laugh? Tim, do you think, is that true? How many sexual partners have you had? Six or seven. I would say that's a decent high number of partners. Although the people... It's not double digits. Although the people in this study had like 35. Nah. So I don't know... How many opportunities did Tim have that he just like, ah, I don't think it was working out. How many... I don't want to talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> How many did you sabotage Tim? Oh my God, so many. Because I just, I can't tell if that girl actually likes me. Is That's the fucking name of my autobiography when it comes to my thing. Like, I need a road sign that, like, hey. See, Basically, they jump me when it happens. And it's a lot of fun. No, but here's the thing. Is you say that, but you also have oppositional defiancy, which means you don't like being told what to do or when to do it. So... I think maybe that's where the hot and cold comes in a little bit. <laughs> Whoa, what the fuck? How'd this happen? Oh, Samaya agrees. What the fuck was that? <laughs> that was fucking weird. I don't, even, I don't even know. I wasn't even touching the screen. Um, the, uh, the avoidance thing that Zach was just talking about, too, is a trait of fearful avoidance. It's like you're afraid of losing yourself. So, like, you try not to 100%. Like, incorporate too much of other people into your life kind of thing. Yeah. Another thing that I read that I saw that was extremely true about myself too is that I develop very close friendships. Mm -hmm. Like I, not a lot of friends, but the friends that I, I do uh, hold closely, I put so much into those friendships and value that like it, it even borders on like almost unfair to those friends mm -hmm. or I, I feel like I'm burdening them because I care so much about those friendships. Yeah. So I have to kind of self-regulate and like, hey, like... They've got their own lives going on. It's fine. <laughs> like, also, just, hey, you can stay for the whole weekend if you want. <laughs> you're like, no. <laughs> so, but there yeah. are some positives, Tim, to having fearful avoidant. Like, it is like there's positives to every attachment style. 
Um, so just because you have this doesn't mean that it's like a deterrence. Like a lot of it's like a workplace setting, which I think relates to you. Um, you kind of become like the guardian to make sure like nothing bad happens to the team. You kind of take on that role to be like, let me fix it. Like I got you kind of thing, which I think you do at your job currently from what we've heard. I think so. And you also like you're the type of person who doesn't need constant um, or sorry, you're alert to like potential threats and you um, you don't you don't need support from your colleagues in order to make decisions to finish a task. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And you're all, and people who have fearful avoidance are also the types who look towards more positive outcomes. So they respond quickly, they're job productive and they're independent a lot of the time in like a work setting. When you sit and think about every terrible scenario, you get to eliminate all of them. So there's only the good option left. Exactly. So this is a positive for people with ang- for uh, fearful avoidance. And going back to like Zach <laughs> to attack him for a second, <laughs> confident people piss me off in the workplace sometimes because they just think shit's going to work out. It fucking it, it drives me nuts when they just assume Everything's going to go right. Yes, I will regulate my emotions. Here's the thing, though, but Tim. You just what hasn't it gone well? You know? Like, all the time! <laughs> what do you mean? I think people like that with like a secure attachment style. Um, in a work setting, they're like, they're more of a go-with-the-flow person, right? They're like, okay, you know, if shit goes wrong, we'll deal with it when it goes wrong. Whereas people like me and you, Tim, are like, well, let's think about what could go wrong and make sure it doesn't happen so we don't have to deal with it when it does go wrong. A hundred thousand percent. And it's great until it starts just fucking overplaying in your mind. You're just like, I can't sleep. Like, help. Oh, yeah. I would also say, though, like, I said today that we should develop, (laughs) not to sound corporate-y, but that we needed an SOP for this new thing because... They just built this new program and didn't introduce it to any of us, and I have to recruit for it. So I said, like, hey, we should develop a process because this is going to start getting messy. So I feel like I have more of that. There's some, yeah, there's some proactive there. I'm not Um, crazy. So I didn't mean to cut you off, Sums, but I'm I'm kind of curious. Is there something that you and Zach would suggest for me that if I was interested in a girl, if I meet a girl, or using an app? how to push past this uh, hot and cold situation. So it's funny you say that, Tim, because I have bullet points on how to get over fearful avoidance. Oh, shit. So one is therapy, but that could take a while and it's expensive. So we'll veto that. Two is... Hookers. (laughs) You say hookers? (laughs) Got to get those numbers up, bro. (laughs) Need to to fit the stereotype. (laughs) (laughs) I am what I am. Okay, the second most biggest thing is communication. Yeah. Like, you definitely have to be very communicative. And it's really hard, and I think it's easier said than done for people just in general relationships. Because everyone's like, oh, I'm communicative. But, like, are you actually to, like, the extent of, like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, how you're feeling on a day-to-day basis. Like, it's very important. And sometimes it's an overkill to tell your partner all the time, like, hey, I'm feeling like this. And I get that. I think it's more no, about... No, because if I tell them, they'll see me as weak, so I have to avoid that. But then you and harbor like it, me. and then it becomes uh, it becomes something in you that now you're angry about it, because you're like, why don't they understand that I'm mad? It's because you didn't tell them that you're mad. They should have asked. No. <laughs> I- I'm showing I'm upset. No. 
I don't want to use buzzwords, <laughs> but I think it's not so much communicating the day-to-day stuff, but like your intentions, right? Like, yeah. like the way that you feel, the way that you're perceiving them and that kind of stuff. Yeah. It is, but like... Just coming from a secure guy, I don't know. What do I, what do I know? <laughs> I think that you're both right, and I appreciate that point, that if I were to like somebody, it's on me to look them in the eye and fucking say something as opposed to like fucking staring off into the dish distance and creating a romanticized version that no one could ever live up to. And it's not, it's not like a personal attack on you because I do the same exact thing. Whereas I think it's more so a year ago now, but like now I'm better at it. Whereas before, if I'm mad at someone, I would just expect them to know. And I'm like, why don't you know I'm mad at you? And I would just like fume over it. You know what I mean? Whereas they're living their life. have no idea. And so now I'll communicate it because now I'm that type of person where I'm like, unless somebody's mad at me and tells me specifically, I'm living in my own little la la world where I don't think anyone's mad at me. Good place to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thanks guys. I I feel like there's a little bit of hope here because it's, it's interesting to see you guys almost be like, yeah, we can see this in you, Tim. I thought I hit it better. (laughs) listen i'm in the same boat okay like i'm anxious attached i suck at communication i constantly i need people to tell me that i'm doing okay so i get that yeah well like acknowledging my past behaviors with because like i assume attachment can go towards friendships as well like putting that there and us joking about me feeling like i have to leave the Ottawa like a day early or something yeah. like that because I got other things going on I have acknowledged and I'm trying to be better towards my friends knowing that no one is thinking that Which that good, yeah. it like it, it is on me so I have to now communicate with women like this is my intention do you like me do you not like me and then ending that friendship or moving on to somebody else as soon as I know as opposed to putting this weird expectation on somebody to hold them around. I challenge you to get rejected. That, okay. yeah, that could be a good, like, like a, what is it called? What are they called when you do exposure, exposure therapy. therapy? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, we'll put it like a tight time on yeah. it line on it, like nine months. And, uh, you know, I'll work on getting rejected within nine months. It's also <laughs> worth it to note that you're, um, don't even put a time on it, Tim. I mean, <laughs> at that point, when it happens, it happens. You'll know, you'll know, baby. I like the idea of having a timeline know. on it. Cause that way it pressures <laughs> nine short months. If there's, well, I mean, you know what, Zach, we can't criticize it. Good for you. I would, I hate being rejected, so I get it. I don't put myself out there either. I was intentionally making a long one, so I would get to avoid it as much as possible. But I'm being, I'm being a supportive Wait. friend right now, being like, you got this. But, Samaya, so you're newly in a relationship. You, did you communicate your intentions? Like, how did that become a thing? Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm... I'm like new to communication, so I've been actively trying to communicate. But <laughs> so Look, so what are we? What Just tell that? me. <laughs> I'm only gonna drive seven hours every other week for something real. Damn it! Can we call this? A, what, what did you just say? <laughs> but I said I'm new to communication. <laughs> 
That needs to be the title of this episode. That's the best thing I've ever heard in my life. I'm new to communication. I'm writing it down. So... <laughs> This is self-growth, okay? Ask me a year from now, two years from now. I was so bad at communicating with people who are like, oh, I'm in a relationship with or whatever. I would be so bad at it. But now, even like, you know, in my new relationship, I'd make an effort to be like, hey, I feel like this or I, you know, didn't appreciate when this happened or kind of thing. You know what I mean? What did he do? <laughs> he didn't do anything. He's literally <laughs> perfect. But like... Mm. <laughs> but nothing you know what I mean like I'll try I'll make an effort to be like um I think are we good is you know and I've definitely asked him before and it was just to be like hey are we are we cool because I was feeling insecure for no apparent reason but sent him a text and he was and he reassured me and it was great that's awesome yeah. so you had us do a different personality test do we uh have time to go through that tonight I know it's already ten thirteen, so. I think that should be a part of another segment because I'm comparing you guys to office characters who have the same personality types. Oh, nice. okay. So that could be another seg. That could be like next week's segment where we go through those. I'm not Michael, am I? I'm not going to tell you what you are yet. <laughs> no, you're not, Toby. <laughs> I would it's die. by personality, Kim, not by hairline. <laughs> I am. Um, I also did want to note for attachment styles for your own personal knowledges that they change based on who you're with. So, yeah. So if you have if you have a partner who's like overbearing or something, your attachment style can go to avoid an attachment. For example, where now you're just like leave me alone kind of thing. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. So it's fun. Something fun to figure out. The brain is a crazy thing. I was I learned so nothing blown away this. by how accurate this was. Accurate? Same. Yeah. Yeah. My my whole life, I, I know that I've done this. I didn't have the words yeah. for it. But Fearful Avoidant, where I've actively created situations where somebody was interested in me and then like just made it so that it could never happen. Or actively chasing after girls that had no future in it or that were like completely unavailable or outwardly telling me no Tim I'm not interested like just like all this stuff it's uh it's interesting to see and also like people with attachment styles tend to go towards like certain other attachment styles like fearful avoidant for example tend to go towards people who are anxiously attached because people who are anxiously attached kind of like overgive and overbear for people because they want to make sure that, you know, that person likes them. So they're constantly, like, reassuring their partner. And as somebody who's fearful, mm. you want that reassurance to make sure that you're not going to get rejected. So you're, like, more attracted to those type of people. Yeah. That's interesting. What were you going to say, Zach? Don't set me <laughs> up like that. <laughs> you had your hand up. I know. Words but... <laughs> of wisdom as a secure attached person, as the only secure person in our friend group oh. who took the test. Yeah, uh, three times. Um, I <laughs> three for three. I wanted to ask Tim, do you like? Would it be helpful if, like, in the moment we observed it and we called it out, or would that become really annoying to you? How as friends can we support you through your journey of self-growth? 
My which friends I see and I the irony. If like our our anxious attachment out all the time, like we'll say something and then be like, "Sorry, that's just my anxious attachment," kind of thing. If it was like a friend based thing, I think that if it was private within the circle, I'd be okay. But if we were like at a barbecue and I was talking to a girl and it seemed to be going well, and then like I just take like a left turn and start to walk away, and you're like, "Hey, Tim, no," and bring me back, I would be very uncomfortable with that situation. In the end, I might appreciate it. I don't really want that ever. Please don't do that to me. I will commit suicide and name you in the fucking letter. Like, <laughs> this is why I did it. So you're, Don't ever do this to You're anyone. saying don't, then. Also, so yeah. I, just if you're saying, oh, that's just my anxious... What is it? Anxious... Attachment. Attachment? Isn't that... Also, anxious attachment. I mean, I've never. Like, I've never oh, sorry, I was writing too much because, yeah. At the end of the day, I think it's if I'm recognizing it, I know it's my anxious. I know it's my anxious attachment that's making me act a certain way, and then if I'm aware of it, I'm able to like regulate it. Do you know what I mean? To be like, okay, like nothing's changed, kind of thing. You know, so you do the call yourself out. Because- yeah, it's like call yourself out, kind of thing, so I can like go through my therapy steps to be like, why am I anxious? Like, what's happening? Okay. As long as it doesn't become an excuse yeah. where you can then like do something shitty and be like, hmm, I'm just anxious. No, no, yeah. And I don't mean it like that. We're not using it as excuses. It's not like, sorry, didn't mean to run him over. That was just my anxious attachment, my bad. Yeah. I lit all your clothes on fire because you saw other girls in them and I don't like that. So I'm just anxious. I'm just anxious. I shaved your cat because it was prettier hair than mine. I didn't like it. If you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my <laughs> best. <laughs> oh my god, I fucking love you guys. Oh my god. This has been Bearded and Bored. I hope you guys had as much fun as we did. Uh, let us know what you think about uh, our attachment styles. And uh, yeah. Or don't. We don't need to know. We're cool or about it. Us, yeah, we don't really give a shit. We're having fun. attachment styles. Yeah. Reach out to the Bearded and Bored uh, Gmail at beardedandbored at gmail.com and uh, let us know. Yeah. We're uh, interested in judging you. And oh, uh, when you try the test, where can people find this attachment style test? If you just go on Google and put attachment style quiz, it'll be the first one that pops up. And so Maya will send a link to every single one of you individually. Just if write you- in email us and write in i will personally send the link to all of you oh damn girl that's promises uh our engagement's gonna go through the roof (laughs) (laughs) do we uh i don't know now that we're having success i'm worried about us losing where we came from maybe we just (laughs) we just stop talking to attic when we make it big Uh, (laughs) the easiest way to do that is tell them to show up (laughs) i will say though he called me this morning and he was talking away and he was going he was getting mad about something at work and so when he said that thing about his mouth i'm like you (laughs) you liar (laughs) you said you were fine that's funny oh my gosh uh, do you guys have anything you want to plug or? No. No. <laughs> I got nothing. Don't follow me. Have you guys? F- 
have you guys found anything in the last month that you would say is spectacular? Like a restaurant in Ottawa, some movie or show, anything that's been really good? We'll leave on a positive note. Oh, I feel like I have. You know what? I had a croissant today that was stuffed with like this cream, but it wasn't super sweet. Mm. And it was, um, it had a layer of Biscoff icing on it. That was really good. Ooh. And That's nice. it was, where was that? It's at Social Thai Kitchen on Bank. Um, there's like a little shop that runs within that Social Thai Kitchen, and they sell those like croissant donuts there. So good. Go check it out. Oh, shit. Okay. Yep. Uh, I don't know the uh, name of the guy, but there's I, when I was trying to build a new workout program, there's this guy that's got all these Facebook videos, and he had a really good uh, like compound exercise routine. So shout out to that guy. Nice. If you uh, write down the name for next time, we'll shout him out on the show, and I can check him out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got two things. Number one, Samai, your hair. It looks fucking fire. Thank you. Uh, two, I've been starting my days with a, uh, hot cup of water, a tablespoon of raw honey and a sprinkling of cinnamon. Yeah. It's fucking delicious. And it curbs all of my like sugar cravings for the day. Really? Yeah. Ooh. It's so That's good. also really good for you. Hot water in the morning is really good for you. And cinnamon acts as an anti-inflammatory. So, and honey is just really good for your digestive system in general to avoid you getting sick. Add some lemon in there too, and you have like a like a perfect like concoction to avoid getting sick. I'll try some lemon. Can you use the concentrate lemon, or does it have to be fresh? Lemon? You can use concentrate. Just use a little bit less because it's more. It's like a lot more potent. It's got to be fresh. Just squeeze that shit. That's right. Put them in your guns. <laughs> Uh, well, thanks again for everybody joining us, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Good episode.